We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm going to tell you something that you all should know. Chicago is the greatest place I ever know. I'm going to stay in this town. I'm gonna live in this town. I'm gonna live in Chicago, the greatest place around. What new star players may be joining the Cubs and White Sox in 2022? David and Bruce explore the free agent and trade market as the offseason takes shape. Will it be Max Scherzer putting up zeros at 35th and Bill Vec Drive? Or Carlos Correa hitting long balls at Clark and Edison? You and the guys discuss possible offseason MLB moves and speculate who may be Chicago bound at 312-644-6767 on Inside the Club. Oh, you know what it means when you hear Bruce's favorite song here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Bruce Levine, David Haw here until 10-30, Ohio State and Michigan following on the score. Bruce, let's talk about one free agent who might be headed to the Cubs and one trade possibility that might bring somebody back to the White Sox. Let's start with the free agent who might be Chicago-bound, the guy who has generated a little bit of consternation some rumors surrounding Marcus Stroman the Mets right-hander crafty good thinking man's pitcher really good box office guy good fun to watch fun to have around also can get it done pretty durable on the mound what do you think it would cost to get Marcus Stroman on the north side and what impact might he have I think the price of poker to sign Stroman has just gone too high as of yesterday, David, because I I believe that the next move the New York Mets make will be to try to bring Stroman back to them and uh, make him an integral part of their rotation going forward. Uh, And and again, he's not the best pitcher in baseball, but he is one of the top pitchers in baseball and a guy that makes rotation with... uh, pitching innings and quality innings, uh, very desirable now. So he's not he's not one of these guys that throws uh, 97, 98 and blows people away, but he gets people out and he pitches innings. And uh, he is somebody that would be a kind of a uh, season changer to a certain extent for the Chicago Cubs as far as where they're going if they get to sign a guy like this. And they get to sign him early on because – uh, if you add him with Hendricks and you add him with Miley and you add him with the young pitchers that are coming along, it, it all of a sudden the Chicago Cubs look like a different team in the National League Central. You mentioned the Mets. 
The Mets just spent $125 million on Black Friday. That was their shopping list. It was three players, and it cost them $125 million. And they were worthwhile investments. And they got Marte, who's the best center fielder available, Bruce. And there is some speculation, and I know it is speculation season, that they're going to try to go into the deep end and go after Max Scherzer. Now, if they are able to go after Max Scherzer, they're not going to get Marcus Stroman, too, do you think that's just a rumor? Do you think that's just realistic, unrealistic? What, what do you think about how that might affect Marcus Stroman's availability and the Cubs' potential to get involved in the bidding? Don't underestimate the desire of the new owner, Stephen Cohn, to buy his way out of being a laughingstock in New York because the Mets have been considered a laughingstock Uh, because of all the front office faux pas that have gone on there, because of of some of the mistakes they've made as far as a player movement goes, as far as uh, trying to get themselves a new director, uh, a general manager in baseball, which they did in signing uh, Billy Epler recently, but being turned down by numerous people, people not even even wanting to interview for the GM job, if you can imagine, for a New York team. So, so Cone is intent on spending and, and putting the top, a top quality team out there no matter what it takes. So I would not bet against him spending on Stroman and spending on Scherzer as well. And I, I, would, not, I would not bet that that wouldn't be a selling point for either pitcher when they're in negotiations saying, we're not stopping at you. We're going to get the best pitchers possible. We've already spent $125 million in one day, and we're not done yet. Well, somebody might want to disable his Twitter account then because every time he goes to the Twitter (laughs) machine, he kind of does some damage to the brand, if you will, that has been damaged, as you alluded to, of the New York Mets. You saw what he did earlier this week after Stephen Matz picked the Cardinals over the Mets. He went on Twitter to rip the agent, and Matz signed for $44 million with the Cardinals made them a little bit deeper from the left hand side of the play or the mound and, and that makes them better, but it hurts the Mets and certainly with losing Syndergaard as well, it does put them in the pitching market. That's really aggressive, Bruce. Stroman and Scherzer, but I think Stroman Stroman is going to be somebody that if you're the Cubs, you can't you you can't ignore and yet you have to be careful that you don't put all all your chips in one pile. Don't you have to be you know, what's your plan B if he is your plan A? Well, you can't you can't overspend on one pitcher in the beginning of a retooling, okay? Uh, but the starting pitching is certainly where they want to go. They want to get controllable starting pitching. They don't want it to be Edwin Jackson type controllable uh, right. because of the fact that uh, – you know, they did that at the beginning of their re- retooling back in 2011-12 when uh, they took over initially, and the Edwin Jackson thing just blew up in their face. Uh, at that time, it was uh, four years and $44 million, which sounded like, uh, you know, one of the top contracts in baseball for a team that was just being beginning to get its credibility going. And that leads us back to the question, David, to you is that will the Cubs have to prove to guys like Stroman or Scherzer or any of the top pitchers 
that they're worthy right now of coming to, knowing that it's really not quite that time yet for them to win the money. whole shebang. Money, money, money. That's what talks as much as the rhetoric over development and contending and everything else. If you show Marcus Stroman you are serious about winning by paying him more than anybody else is willing to pay him, then I think that you're onto something, and that's how you're going to that, that, That's what speaks loudest in free agency. The other stuff is great. But when you're the Cubs and you look at your rotation, Bruce, and your starting depth, and you've got Kyle Hendricks and Wade Miley are your one and two starters right now. And then you've got maybe Alec Mills and a young pitcher to be named later as your number four and five starters right now. You need somebody at the top of the rotation. You need somebody the caliber of Marcus Stroman. So you need to maybe, as we talked earlier in, in terms of the shortstop conversation, you need to spend and you need to outspend. That could be intelligent spending is going out and getting a free agent that makes you more legitimate in terms of a rotation, your starting rotation, because it all starts with your pitching. Right. But if he's mediocre and he turns into a Jamie Navarro or an Edwin Jackson and you're locked into him forever, uh, how, how, how difficult is it to carry that ball and chain with you uh, for the next four or five years? I love your institutional knowledge, Bruce. I thought you were going to go back to make a Danny Jackson reference as far as uh, overpaid free agents. That's going way back, right? Now, was there a worse investment than him? Uh, no, no, there wasn't. But, I mean, the White Sox, they, they, they love the idea of getting Jamie Navarro as a free agent from the Cubs. And uh, they, they talked about his durability. And with all due respect, that durability – hurt them a lot over the next four years because he made every start and it wasn't all great, you know? So, so watch what you wish for when you're yeah. going after a number three, like Stroman, he, he's no, in, in a top rotation, that's what he is. Okay. That's a good thing to have. But for the Cubs, as you said, he's going to be your number two. And are you ready? Are you ready for Marcus Stroman and that type of commitment right now? If you're the Chicago Cubs. Cubs, Astros, Red Sox, Padres, and Giants are the teams that have been mentioned. Maybe the Angels as well. They are That's... involved in, in the Marcus Stroman sweepstakes. We will continue to monitor that to see if he is indeed Chicago bomb, Bruce. But that is the free agent uh, uh, possibility of the week. We want to talk trade. And we want to talk about possibly the other side of town. Craig Kimbrell obviously has become more tradable now. Kendall Graveman signing with the White Sox makes Craig Kimbrell even more expendable even more tradable, perhaps. The rumor du jour, to me, the most interesting one, correct me if I'm wrong if you heard something juicier, Phillies interested in Kimbrell, Gene Segura as the player in return. Gene Segura is a shortstop who doesn't get along with Joe Girardi, can also play second base. Does that make sense that Segura might be Chicago-bound? Well, Segura is the type of veteran that you do want to bring in for the Chicago White Sox because you are – looking at this maybe extended window of uh, being in competition, but a short window of wanting to win the World Series. And, and every move that the Chicago White Sox make right now by Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and Jerry Reinsdorf, I look as moves to try to win the World Series once or twice over the next couple of years, not for the long term. So Segura is a very good hitter. He's a good veteran player. He would solidify second base for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, that that is a good a good possibility of a trade, and uh, the money that he makes would go up against uh, exactly what you're 
uh, the 16 million that you're you're uh, giving to the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Dave Dombrowski, the president of baseball operations, traded for a Kimbrel once before when he was uh, the lead man with the Red Sox. Now, he was very good with the Red Sox until the end, and in 2018. Uh, he wasn't even able to be their closer for the World Series because he was not reliable there. Right. Uh, if you remember, you know, Chris Sale ended up uh, closing out that last game. Evaldi even went into the bullpen at times and did who, a great is, is job. That, so, left-hander? so uh, is he a left-hander? Chris who? Sale? Chris Sale, he's I left-hander. I think so. Right? Yeah. Okay. Power arm. Missed oh, a couple right. years, Chris though, Sale. hasn't I, he? I remember him now. All right, yeah. Yeah, Rings didn't he miss two years, though? Yeah. I think he, he missed did. two years. Yeah. So, well, anyway, we so look, everybody got one out of out of the Chris Sale trade what they wanted. That was a, that was a good trade all the way around. But in in reality, when we're talking about uh, Kimbrel, uh, we have to look at Dombrowski and say, does he remember the good Kimbrel or does he remember the bad Kimbrel at the end? <clears throat> and how will he look at the good Kimbrel with the Chicago Cubs last year? who was one of the, the very best, if not the best, closer in baseball, along with Hendricks, or the setup man that was not very good with the Chicago White Sox. Bruce, what I want to know is when I saw the name Segura rumored as the trade piece in the Kimbrel deal, potentially, what are the Phillies, why do they want to get rid of him? Is it because of the problems with Girardi? Because I think that's a steal for the White Sox. You've got an expendable reliever who no longer fits because he can't pitch the eighth inning because he has to pitch the ninth inning and your ninth inning is covered and you could get a, re- a player in return in Segura who can play second obviously that's where he played last year also history is shortstop so he's your backup shortstop and a professional who is in the mode 31 years old ready to win now that's a, why is he as available as he appears to be at this point I think uh what you said about Girardi I think about uh I've, I've heard people say Segura is a great teammate. I've heard people say Segura can be uh, uh, a little bit of a diva in, in the uh, mm. clubhouse. So you have to do your homework and you have to do your due, due diligence about how not only he's fit in with other teams, how is he going to fit in with your ball club, which is really essential these days when you've already built up a championship caliber club. Especially when you have a manager with a reputation. Now, certainly last year may have, may have altered the reputation of Tony La Russa, but you have a manager who, who has a reputation for being no-nonsense and might be a clubhouse that Segura may look at in Bristol and not want to play in and not be a part of, perhaps. We know Marcus Stroman has said he would never play for Tony La Russa, but I don't know how many other players out there feel the same way, so maybe that is a potential conflict, and maybe that makes him more tradable, but I think that it's an experiment worth taking and making or trying if you're the White Sox because he is somebody that would solidify your lineup and answer a, one of your more pressing offseason questions at second base. Yeah, I, you know, the La Russa thing, I mean, uh, it, if you look at uh, one player last year, I think one player uh, might have been uh, he had some difficulty with. That player probably will never play Major League Baseball again. Uh, and that's the, the Yerminator. Obviously, the greatest one-month player in the history of the Chicago White Sox. He'll always be remembered for that, and he helped them win a lot of games. But uh, I, I don't think I don't think uh, La Russa is going to stand in the way of uh, this player 
wanting to come and play with a team that's capable of uh, going to the World Series and winning it. So um, I, I think it's I think it would work out fine. Uh, th- this this has been a little bit contrived by the media, but it's a it's a very viable type of trade that the White Sox would probably be encouraged to make. So Segura possibly to the White Sox, Marcus Stroman possibly to the Cubs. It's fun to speculate this time of year. It is a hot stove league, but Bruce, the elephant in the clubhouse is is the looming deadline, December 1st. That's Wednesday already. The CBA expires. A work stoppage is a ride around the corner depending on who you talk to. Let's close the show in the final remaining minutes looking at what's ahead and what is feared because this could be something that is avoided perhaps, I think optimistically, maybe not realistically, but I think everybody fears what's coming next, Bruce. What do you expect and what are the biggest issues that have to be addressed? Well, we've heard a lot of the issues before. You know, the players certainly want to uh, – the owners want to uh, drop down on the luxury tax from 210 to 180. Uh, They want to add another round of playoffs for – Uh, obvious reasons for uh, money coming in. Uh, They also want to add uh, new rules. The pitch clock is number one, the 22nd pitch clock. Uh, The the players are looking to uh, increase the luxury tax, and uh, they want to shorten service time. They want to increase pay for players one to three. And uh, most importantly... um, uh, they are looking at the revenue streams of the extra playoffs that the owners want. And maybe the biggest issue right now is determining how much teams will be getting from gambling at their ballparks and how much revenue will be coming in for them now uh, that the players want a piece of the action from. Now, remember, in postseason the players get no money, no TV money in postseason, zero. Okay, they want a piece of that action. They get all their money from ticket sales from the first four games. Those receipts go to the players for playoff money. They want this turned around. They want money from the playoffs. They want money from gambling. How do you, David? How do you project uh, even looking at gambling? Not knowing if it's going to be 25 million, 50 million, 75 million, 100 million per team uh, when it comes to uh, having their own gambling houses at the ballparks and uh, having prop bets all bet uh, at the ballpark only. Um, this is going to be something really huge. Um, I, you know, regardless of how I feel about it, it's something that's inevitable. And uh, the players are taking a real strong and hard look at this, uh, trying to figure out these revenues and how it applies to this next uh, five-year deal that they're trying to get done with the owners. Revenue distribution is going to be the big issue. I think also free agency, the players want five years of service. And then and I think the owners have countered or we're looking at a 29 and yeah. a half year old uh, threshold. I don't think that's realistic, Bruce, because you look at how many players are coming into the league now becoming stars younger and younger you look at the Juan Soto's of the world and that's even more than five years of service time yeah. if you're telling Juan Soto he can't become a free agent until he's 29 and a half that's almost in his eighth year of, of major league experience that's ridiculous yeah, uh, revenue distribu- distribution to young players earlier is the key okay right. so they make about five hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars as one through three players first through third year 
bumping that up to a million dollars a year, knowing that the average major league career is four years, making this, you know, a player who, who was a marginal player but still makes four million dollars in four years and is out of the game, that's a game changer. Okay, that that's a that's that's something that is uh, something that players need to take a hard look at if they get that increase for the young players there. It, it gives them more viability. Uh, it gives the sport. Uh, a little bit more equal distribution of revenues. Quickly, Bruce, before we get out of here, baseball's not had a work stoppage since 1994. How much damage would it do to the game if it starts on, uh, say, Thursday? Uh, very More to the owners than to the players right now. Uh, the players, as time goes on, it will impact them if there's a lockout, okay? Um, but right now it hurts owners from being able to sell tickets and market those teams. Well, you know what, Bruce? Regardless, if there's a work stoppage on Thursday, we will still be here next Saturday talking baseball 52 weeks a year. Thank you, Cesar Perez. Thank you, Daniel Moscos. Thank you, Bruce, for filling the last 90 minutes with some good baseball conversation. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a great weekend. Stay tuned here. Ohio State Michigan is next. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Has been fun to do here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 to score. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.